Hello and welcome to the MetaPod Podcast, Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta in a new week. Sean, uh, you're the only one that's normal this week. Uh, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm probably a little louder than you, I think. Jake is away from home, if you haven't. Listeners will be able to tell, and I think viewers will also be able to tell. We don't see all of Jake's manga collection and everything behind yeah. him. Yeah, the usual, you know, microphone and stuff is a little bit different. I had to, I had to go home for a couple of weeks. Not anything like crazy or that. Just helping out mom and dad and stuff like that. Um, but I couldn't bring any of my stuff really. I just brought like my AirPods and uh, and I did bring some cards. Not that As I'm you're really shuffling right them now. on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> shuffling my like energy, my bulk energy deck to just have fun. But um, when I need to think. As usual on the podcast, Jake yeah. shuffling, but we can still run the Metapod podcast, especially this week, because there was so much news this week. There were a lot of first things. There were a lot of big news things that came out, whether it's like Pokemon card sets, events coming out, um, just anything really Pokemon. Yeah, so. this is a big news roundup this week. So this really is not. A, I mean. We're tired of hearing about this uh, pre-Paldea Evolved format, right? The SV1 yeah. format. We're tired. We're tired of talking about standard. You know, Mew is winning. Yes, Mew Old is winning news. once again. The deck, the deck that never dies. But um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back a, into that format when we're ready for NAIC. I think maybe next week's pod we could talk about some predictions for that. Maybe yeah, next week's pod will next week's pod will definitely talk about predictions for north american international championships for anyone who doesn't know what naic is but it yes. might be a little bit difficult because there's some hard it's really hard to test right now and we'll talk about yeah, we'll that talk, later yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah jake will be at north american international championships uh, i think I that's will. still on yeah so mm -hmm. if you are going and you see uh, uh jake there say hi i mean i'm saying that for you but i'm assuming people can say yeah, hi can to say you hi to me of course you can okay say hi to me you can play me uh you can just say hello whatever i love 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 talking to the people and i'll be excited to see some people over there potentially jake we start off with the review even though you're away jake has the reviews always 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 we have a lovely five-star review this week from jay Polcom 09. This is the spot. Five stars. Thank you very much for leaving this review. I am a big TCG enthusiast and I've started trying to get into competitive Pokemon TCG. These guys kill it. Great personalities, awesome event coverage, and relevant information for getting into the meta and competitive scene. Thank you so much, Jay Polcom. Super appreciate that review. We always try to get everybody, you know, whether it's the veterans or newcomers into the scene, knowing what's going on at this point in time. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, with that, I think we can kick off the news roundup. Uh, I think the first big first big piece of news here is I think this dropped today. What day is it? Literally the first time that Pokemon's dropped big news before the podcast breaks for the week. Yeah, so we got some more information about Worlds 2023. Um, basically, it's going to be an all-out slam jam in time in Yokohama. Like, it, for those of you who don't know, who haven't been to Worlds, typically Worlds is like you do the event, there's some side events, there's a cool shop that you can go to. But other than that, it's not 
there's not really all that much else, right? Like it's a cool thing at like a specific venue for a few days, but that's basically it. But in Yokohama, it's going to be an entire week of events, performances, shows, parties, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it, for those of you going to Yokohama, either as a competitor or as a spectator, hopefully you got your badges. Um, I feel like people will find out soon, right? Or they already did. In, well, obviously, we mentioned the competitors get two spectator badges, but I believe the first couple waves of just spectator passes have been going out. And so make sure, again, you know, check out your email, RK9, uh, RK9 Labs. I think it, you, should, you would be getting the spectator passes from. They would be sending you the email saying, hey, you know, you're eligible to buy the Spectator Pass. Would you like to buy it? Um, and there is a certain time window for you to respond before they give up your spot to another individual. So yep. make sure, especially if you're expecting, you know, potentially if you signed up for a Spectator Pass, just check your email like once when you wake up and then once when you go to bed, like every day, uh, just real quick, five minutes. <laughs> but uh, Jake, uh do you, uh, I don't know if you have it pulled up on your phone or do you, I can go through the I events. I haven't, okay. pulled up, I haven't pulled up on my computer. We're going to talk about a lot of these different events because Pokey Beach, where we're getting this article from, is a great list of what events are going to be there that we know of at this point. But I think, you know, Sean said that usually there's not too many events. I think a really good point before we get into this is that a lot of these events have reservations via lottery system. You know, we've talked about in Japan, you know, uh, the spectator badges, things like that. You know, there's a lottery system. You have to put your name as a reservation, you know, to say, hey, I'm interested. And then you get the chance to buy or go in. So a lot of these different things are going to require lottery system. It says in the Poke Beach article as well, you can pick your top three preferred dates and times for most of these locations. You can also bring a certain number of guests with you and all the events are free. So if you're going to world, you're going as a spectator, you already know, or maybe you're still waiting on that email. Maybe I don't know if you'll be able to, cause I haven't clicked on the, the reservation site, you know, the lottery system site, but make sure that you put yourself in there now sooner rather than later. And I actually did, um, it wasn't necessarily a lottery system, but I assume the reservation in terms of placing the same, the date and time will be the same. I did a date and time for the Pokemon Center at NAIC. Mm. Um, and I noticed when I was doing that, that some of the slots, time slots were grayed out. Um, so make sure that you do that now rather than later, you know, start planning ahead. Don't wait until you get to the event. Oops. Get, wait till you get to the venue to be you know doing your reservation and stuff because there might not be a time that you like and you want to do so make sure to do that now yeah uh but i guess just talking about it uh the first one that we're going to talk about this pokemon matsuri park um it's like a style it's like a summer festival style event uh it's going to be held in rhino park in yokohama i don't really know where that is but for those of you who do <laughs> you now know uh there's going to be a bunch of festival stalls themed around the Pokemon video games, Magikarp fishing, Pokeball throw, uh, a Yagura stage with arranged tracks from the Pokemon video game series, Taiko drum performances. Like this seems like 
a a park based like a themed event so you're kind of getting a mini i don't know disneyland uh, or universal experience without the rides i feel like a good comparison of this for anybody who watches anime in here it's like the high school anime episode where they go to like the fireworks festival you oh, know yeah. there's a bunch of stalls everywhere and get this is i mean i can't confirm but I feel like this is that's what it's going to be like if you need kind of a comparison, you know, because Sean and I are saying these words and yeah, we don't know what these words are because we're silly, dumb Americans, you know. But um, that's what I feel like it's going to be similar to if you're interested in that. Um, probably not fireworks, but again, you know, there's going to be the video game music going on, the tracks, uh, the drum performances as well. So it's going to be loud. It's going to be fun going to be exciting so it, it could be really cool and i'd be interested in jumping in you get some great probably uh like local japanese food right traditional japanese food you know prizes things like that i'm sure there will be pokemon exclusive prizes over there and things like that the second event is we move a pokemon fantastic live show i'm just gonna read this verbatim pikachu gather at rhino park in yokohama once night falls, their luminescent stage show set in a serene forest may touch your heart. Let's have the best summer ever with Pikachu. So, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the picture on Pokey Beach, it's like a whole bunch of big Pikachus. So, like, I mean, we've seen the Pikachu costumes. A lot of people like they, yeah. they can't move around that easily. But right? they're going like, to look so amazing. Go to this I one. Don't know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if you've seen like the uh, the Paldea Evolved promo that they put out, um, like little commercial, or you've seen like the Japanese Champions League streams, like the weird Pikachu commercial dancing uh -huh. ones, I feel like those that like that's what it's going to be like. It's probably and are I these the inflate? Yeah, these are the inflatable Pikachus. You might have even seen them on like TikTok or Instagram, honestly, like. Every now and again, there'll be videos with like a bunch of them dancing or one of them falls mm -hmm. over. I think I've seen like, but they're like inflatable Pikachu costumes that you're stand that people are standing in and they just like do this and sort of dance together. It's, I don't know. This one there'll seems like fun. Several, there'll be several other fantastic live shows. There'll be Imagination into the next that is going to be featuring Lucario, Greninja, other Pokemon in the historic red brick warehouse is going to have splash effects project projection mapping um seems like a lot of like water um water art based or water show based mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense to anyone there's also pikachu gathering in the grand park mall uh let's celebrate the pokemon parade it's going to be a dance parade held on the august 14th Sprigatito, Fue Coco, Quaxley, the uh, new Paldea starters, along with Pikachu and some other rare Pokemon, going to be at the final day of the championship. So four fantastic live shows in general across Jake, the board, all doing different fun things and showcasing different Pokemon. Jake, can we talk about this next one? Because the SSAN is pulling into port in Yokohama. There is a Pokemon trainer cruise that is coming as a part of all of this, like a whole cruise ship uh, where it's going to have decorations. There's going to be trainers from all over the world waiting to meet you. So bring your switch or your trading card game deck. Make sure that you don't give somebody your five pieces of Exodia on the ship, though. They might throw it <laughs> overboard. So <laughs> I do know that reference. Yeah. The first 10 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Um, 
but yeah, like, I don't know. That's there's like literally a cruise ship that you can go on and battle people in poker. This is the SSN, Jake. It's the, it's just exactly like the video game. Now all you have to do is just uh, rub the rub the back of the uh, <laughs> the was it the conductor the, uh-huh. the captain yeah um, and and get your HM uh, cut. Is it cut? I think it's. Cut. I don't. <laughs> I think it's cut. I mean, all I know is I wonder how many people are going to be going up and down looking into the trash cans to see if there are any uh, items that they can take. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Find any Pokeballs in there. Right. I wonder if they would have like any Easter egg. Probably not. That wouldn't be sanitary. No, probably not. In J- well, there's no trash cans in Japan. For those of you who haven't been, Japan does not do public. That. Yeah, Japan does not really do public trash cans. Um, I know you have to like sort your trash pretty well. Yeah, they. You? I mean, this is getting a little dark, but like in the 90s, there was a bomb scare with a bomb, not just scare. There was a bombs in trash cans in the 90s mm-hmm. that happened for a very short window. And then the Japanese government removed most trash cans from public places. So oh, interesting. If you go also now, you know, if you go, you know, you might have to carry your trash around with you if you're getting stuff or if you eat at 7-Eleven, just throw it away there. Just throw it away at 7-Eleven. Yes. yes. Uh, Anyways, there are a bunch of other things going on in there. There's a Pokegenic, which are basically... You know, just I mean, if you go to any sort of big thing like the Super Bowl or, you know, like a a college football bowl game or something like that, you know, they'll have scenery and they'll have things that they'll put up in the area. This is that same exact thing where there are going to be locations all around the Yokohama area where the uh, Pokemon World Championships are going to be at. And there will be like different things that they put up that you can take photos next to. That's basically the easiest way to say it. Uh, other things are going to be uh, the Pokemon Center. You know, every big event, there's a Pokemon Center. Like Jake was saying, NAIC is going to have one. Worlds always has a really cool one with lots of awesome merch. And it's all themed around the location. So this year, it's Yokohama. Um, the cool thing here, the backpack looks really cool. We have them pulled up here um, mm. on Poke Beach. The backpack and the skateboard deck. Because it's got Pikachu eating a bowl of ramen. That's adorable. I they, I really, really want the skateboard. And it's going to be so expensive online. And I don't I don't think these are going to come out of Worlds. I mean, it's going to the store is going to feature two different lines of Pokemon World Championship exclusive merchandise, as well as a curated selection of products from the Pokemon Center. So it's I, man, I yeah. I like I don't. I love the skateboards that they've been doing. It's just like really expensive to get into, but this one is so good looking. I love this one so much. There's so many different colors on it again. You know, it's the world championship one. So it's like super cool and super unique. The bowl of ramen, like, Oh God, it's just, I wish I was going to world. I know it's like, it's going to be very cool. Uh, The last thing uh, on the list it, that you can't get a reservation for through the the typical reservation system, but there's mm-hmm. a symphony special orchestra. So it's like a 90 minute performance of a lot of, it seems like it's a lot of the songs from like the games and I guess the show probably as well. Um, I think so. But I will say the show will also be streamed on the Pokemon YouTube channel. So um, I believe that will be on August 10th. I don't know if the stream will be live or if it will be like, afterwards and recorded but august 10th uh keep your eyes out for everybody if you want to see 
the NHK Symphony, which is one of the Japanese, you know, main symphonies, perform all of these amazing Pokemon tunes uh, from history? It will cost about 3,000 yen if you would like to get a ticket. If you're from Japan, you can purchase the tickets right now. But if you're like Sean and I and you're not from Japan, you're from a different country, you can purchase them in, quote, late June. So that should be coming up here in about a week, you know. So just keep your eyes peeled for that announcement. It'll probably come on, like, an official Pokemon page, Mm -hmm. I would think, that announcement. Um, so be checking their Twitters and stuff and Pokey Beach and Pokey Guardian and all those different news sites because they're really good at reporting news. So that's it for all the Pokemon World stuff, which is a lot. So if you're going, mm-hmm. you're going to have a great time. Make your reservations. Uh, yeah, have fun. But for us plebes who will not be going <laughs> to Japan for Worlds, what do we have to look forward to, Jake? Sean, we have to look forward to September. The official Scarlet and Violet 151 special English set was revealed, releasing on September 22nd. Now, you may have seen a lot about 151 as of late because, you know, it just recently got released in Japan. You know, there's some there's been some news about it. Pokemon talk about resellers, things like that, giving like a warning. We won't really talk about that today, but just buyers beware i guess um but anyways again it's set to release on august 22nd the 151 set will basically be an original to the japanese set um it's almost identical so it's going to have over 160 cards 12 pokemon exs all 151 pokemon will be in there in pokedex order which is really really cool you know usually they go by type Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of the numbered order of the set. But this expansion is going to just be in the 151 order, which is nice. 16 illustration rares and seven seven special illustration rare of Pokemon and supporter cards, 16 ultra rare full art etched Pokemon and supporter cards, and then three hyper rare gold etched cards. Um, Two of the special illustration rares have been cut from this set. and then, or I'm sorry, two illustration rares and one special illustration rares. They're going to be turned into promos for some of the English products. I think two of them have already been confirmed in what they're going in, and the other one has not been uh, decided yet. The illustration rares are going to be the Snorlax and the Mewtwo, which the Mewtwo looks sick, by the way. This yeah. Mewtwo looks so good, Sean. I mean, yeah. Th- that's the one thing about this set, and like it's not any different actually from all the recent sets. The illustration rares they've been doing for the last like several months, years, whatever, all amazing. And then when you get into the nostalgia of doing them for the original Pokemon 151, like yeah, the Mewtwo, it's hovering over a downtown cityscape ominously. It's just yeah, it's great. And then the Mew special illustration rare is also being turned into a promo, which is also a very, very beautiful card, the Mew EX. Um, Very, very cute. The Mew just going along the town square, stuff like that. Very beautiful colors in the paint. Yeah, we will not get into the full um, list, but this set is also the one I believe. No, no, is that Obsidian Flame? Oh, no, Obsidian Flame is the one that has the Charmander that's pressed up against the glass. So this oh, one yeah, has yeah, yeah. this one has a different full art Charmander who's sitting in a canyon. You know, so many Charmanders coming. 
all of the starter evolution lines, the Kanto starter evolution lines, you know, Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, bam, got yep. it. Um, all of those will have special illustrations, and they all look really, really good. Yeah. Um, so very excited for that. The Snorlax that I mentioned earlier is going to be the ETB promo. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you... You love getting the ETBs, the ETB cover itself with the Snorlax and all the different, I think, you know, silhouettes of the Pokemon just look really, really good. The product images of uh, this set as always. Pokemon's just, they're killing it right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm super hyped about this. A lot of different, um, a lot of different products, all the typical ones you would expect, right? It is Mm -hmm. a specialty set. So we will not be getting booster boxes for this. It will only be typical specialty set things like elite trainer boxes and promo boxes, etc. The one difference that I've noted actually, actually maybe no, no, it's a booster bundle. I thought it was like a pre-release bundle, but it's a booster bundle. Um, I think the Mew will be coming in the ultra premium collection. So the one card that we, I guess, don't know what's what product it's going to come in is the Mew 2, I guess. Is my guess? I think yeah, the- we're maybe speculating. I think it's in speculating in the ultra premium collection box. Oh yeah, it might be. That's yeah, going to be available in October because that's going to have an illustration promo card featuring Mewtwo, um, and yep. then an illustration rare promo card of Mew EX. So I think it's both of those are going to be in there with you know the Mew EX hyper rare potentially as a metal card. Nice. Yeah, so all in all, cool set. Um, definitely between sep- uh, September and August, I believe, is when Obsidian Flame is supposed to come out. Maybe. Uh, so I, who, I mean, save up your money now. Yeah, yeah, start saving now. Um, but on to other products. <clears throat> A couple of uh, new deluxe battle decks. I, I guess, I guess we're not league battle decks anymore. <clears throat> they're deluxe no, battle decks. Deluxe battle decks is what they're being called now. All right, fine. I mean, same same thing, different name. Uh, actually, it does say a new type of product. It's twenty bucks each. This mm-hmm. one is releasing on September first. They're level two products, which I think means they'll contain a couple EXs. Typically, it's two of the ultra rares. So yeah, it's the Meow Scarda and the Quaquable. Quaquable. Mascarada and Quaquavel. Quaquavel, they are going to be the two different decks. So in the battle deck, you're going to get two Mascarada EXs. And then in the Quaquavel deck, you'll get two of those. They each also have a partner Pokemon that is in this set. The Quaquavel getting a Radiant Greninja, which is a hot commodity as of right now so once again i mean they've been doing this a lot they've been reprinting this guy a very very good amount so i'm very happy about this you'll get a radiant greninja in there and then the meowscarada you'll get a radiant alakazam um which i think is a pretty good partner for meowscarada personally since meowscarada can spread the damage counters onto the bench so very very cool again these are pre-made deck lists that if you're looking to get into the game maybe you're looking to get some uh very very good cards like the quabble deck gets a backscalibur line i think mm-hmm. a three two two a three two two line so you can get a whole bunch of good stuff for that um and then you know just the meow line in general because i think meow may be 
probably the best of the three starters, I think, in terms of uh, a deck archetype. So being able to get those, get those EX battle decks, run them at your leagues, modify your decks. They're great products. I will always, always, always hype up these battle decks. Yep. And at 20 bucks each, you, you, you almost can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. Another product. It'll be nice. Yeah. An, another product coming out. Uh, the return of the holiday calendar. It's a little. It does it always come out in September or is that early? Is that me? Well, I think. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know exactly when it comes out, but they have to put it out early, right? Because you got to get it before the countdown. Last year, it did release on September 1st. OK, so. Yeah, I guess this is normal. I don't know. It just feels. I, I guess I don't pay too much attention to the holiday calendars personally. So like September first, really early. Yeah, I'm but. like, okay, we got September, October, and November. <laughs> you get these early, but yeah, fair enough. But if you don't know what this is, basically, it is a product that every single day, you know, of I think it's every single day of December. Mm-hmm. You're going to open up a little notch. You know, if it's December 1st, you open up the first notch. December 13th, you open up the 13th notch. And you will get a Pokemon TCG, you know, winter holiday themed thing. Sometimes it's a foil card. Sometimes it's a booster pack of a certain set. Sometimes it's a coin. There's a whole bunch of different selections in there. So it doesn't feel like the same thing every time and you're over and you always kind of get something as well you know with the booster pack sometimes you don't get the big hit or whatever but you know with the coin you're always going to get a coin you know you're always going to get other things so yeah it's going to come in all of these selections eight different foil pokemon tcg cards with the festive stamp now these are really cool as well if you didn't see last year's a lot of these cards last year had this fest i don't know if it's going to be the same type of stamp but they have a stamp on the side as you know if you scroll down on pokey beach you can see where they have like a snowflake there and so this calyrex v max has a snowflake on it and so this is competition legal you know in in the e-block so you can put this card in your deck and it's kind of like max raritying your max rarity deck you know spicing it up a little bit so this is interesting, Jake. Do you think, because last year, yeah, I'll, there's always mm-hmm. going to be a Pikachu. Always. always. Then every other one, though, and then Delibird, it seems like makes sense because Delibird delivers gifts. Fine. Mm-hmm. Everything else, though, last year was basically ice-type themed in some way. You had Obama Snow and Lapras, Ice Cube, Bear Tick, and then a 1-1 of the Calyrex VMAX line. So, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. Like, do, you, do they... Are they going to do the ice theme again? Because it's the holiday calendar. And if so, is it going to be a Chen Pao, maybe? I definitely think that they're going to dip their toes into many, many more ice type Pokemon. I don't know if Chen Pao will be it. I mean, they got to print these a lot in advance. And I would assume that they don't make these before like Paldea Evolved releases. So I don't know. I don't know the time window of like how long it takes, you know, to print out these products and then put them on shelves of distributors. Right. Cause they got to be ready by September 1st. That is what, what is it now? It's June yeah. or whatever. So it's like two months away, two, three months away, something like that. So I don't know how fast they got to go, but it would be really, really cool if one of the promos was a chin pal, because I don't, I can't really recall too many like ice type 
B's and B maxes and stuff well, like that that they've printed. I wonder if the other one you could maybe do an Alolan Vulpix line of V and V Star. You probably could, yeah. So Vulpix V V Star if they include Palde Evolved. You know, there's Baxcalibur in there. That's exactly. a nice side Pokemon. So you know, I think the point of this is this is a great gift. It's fifty bucks, which I'm gonna be honest. I'm just gonna give my opinion now. It it might be like not too expensive for what you get, but like five of them are booster packs. You get eight cards with stamps, which are cool if you're just purely a collector, like and you really just mm -hmm. want alternate versions of things. But you know, playability wise, most of them are not going to be particularly interesting. And so, like, it is one of those like awkward like get it if you have a person in your life who just loves pokemon but isn't so concerned about playability that's that would be i think person that sweet or, spot person or families with you know younger yes, young kids. kids oh kids are These gonna are love great. yeah yes i like, actually still have my advent calendar from last year because my sister gifted me the advent calendar but I got it on Christmas, so it was like oh, after no. <laughs> the advent calendar. So I've been holding on to it for a year. Oh no! So you haven't opened it? Did we spoil it with all no, the Calyrex stuff? No, I mean I knew what was <laughs> okay. in it because we've been doing the Metapod and stuff. You know? <laughs> I, spoilers. I, I've seen it. I just we should be like spoilers for those funny. who didn't open last year's calendar. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're showing everything that's in this. But yeah, I mean you get a you get a really cool variety of things. It, it's just a fun little neat cool thing to open you know and again families especially yeah jake there was a little bit this is the last bit of product news that we're going to cover today uh and this one i think was a surprise to everybody what was this surprising piece of news jake the surprise that came in were the obsidian flame promo cards the pre-release promo cards were revealed i think it was like last week or something like that so you may have heard of this but if you have not the obsidian flames promos have been revealed for that set coming out so what i can't I think it's in august out. august 11th yes august 11th so two weeks before the pre-releases will start so the end of july yeah but that means that these were revealed like more than a month in advance like a month and a half which is very early to be yeah, honest this article was posted on pokey beach on june 7th so it's like yeah it's a long 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 time to hold these but i feel like the palde evolved ones we got pretty early too uh maybe i don't know i just i i know that this feels particularly early because i think Paldea evolved isn't even when this came out Paldea evolved was still in pre-release maybe and getting their promos for the next pre-release revealed. Yeah, pretty close. Or like so, how they evolved just released yeah. like two days ago. So this definitely, officially. it's not like a huge deal. It was just a little surprising, I think. It's also kind of weird that this release is like so close to the 151 announcement. But anyways, yeah. the different Obsidian Flames promos are going to be Palafin, right here, Cleffa, Togekiss, and Mawile. So... Sean, do you want to do we want to go through these and tell people what these uh, yeah. what these are? We could do it real quick. Now, we don't know the full set list, so I don't know how great these are going to be in in relation. But Palafin mm -hmm. is a stage one dolphin uh, and 150 HP. Jet Punt does 30. Jet Punt Punch does 30. Jet punt. <laughs> 30 and 30 to one of the bench. So for one energy, it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. 
Uh, Justice Kick, which is an interesting name, for two water energy does 210. And if it didn't move from the bench to the active, then it does nothing. So it's a 210, but it's like the old Hoopa, you know, where you have mm -hmm. to move it to the active that turn to do something. But 210 on a stage one water is, um, is pretty good. I think about this as well. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a need for a water Pokemon in a Zoro box deck, but 210 is a stage one attack from Zoro box. All you have to do is move from to the active. Pretty decent. It's pretty interesting. It is complicated, though, that it's two water energy specifically yeah. and not like two colorless energies. So you have to use it on like a reversal turn. Exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I would assume that you'd probably play with it in like a Baxcalibur list or, you know, maybe Zorark with like um, a lot of whatchamacallit, EXP shares. Yeah. Um, something of the sort. And we have many switching effects in the format, you know, rope, switch, uh, switch cart, many yeah. different things to be custom catchers, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how this card is affected um, and if it becomes playable or like in a niche one one line or something like that. If only we had ditto. Yeah, I will say that. And in a pre-release format, doing 210 damage for two energy on a stage one is kind of unheard of. That's crazy. Pretty good. It's just, it's a little tricky because in a pre-release format, though, you're not going to have a lot of switching. No. If you not. have a lot of switching, it's a lot of manual switching. Yeah. So you, I wonder if they'll put the Palafin with like Baxcalibur again, have Baxcalibur in another pre-release kit. Or, um, to or be able maybe to just put energies on. Or maybe, Jake, you will. The way that it, they they balance it is either they expect you to take a turn to attach to an active and then retreat it. So it's actually three turns. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they'll put mm -hmm. a switch card. Maybe like one switch card or two switch cards or something like that in there. I hope so. I hope so. Jake. The second one is a callback to the old times, but not as good. This is a 30 HP basic psychic Pokemon Kleffa with the attack Gasping Draw. Draw cards until you have seven cards in your hand. The thing about the Kleffa is Kleffa was an ability mm -hmm. that did it. Uh, this one is an attack. And although it's a free attack and a free retreater, one, it's 30 HP. It is so small. <laughs> so gust of wind would take it out. You know, just uh, what is that Pokemon? Sableye chomping at the bits uh -huh. uh, with this. But, you know, it's, it's also with, uh, with it being an attack that just straight up ends your turn. You know, we have a format where Iono is vastly popular. So who knows? Judge is vastly popular. Judge Pat. So yeah, I left a, a cool callback, but not very good. No. And even in pre-release, right? Like, it's not like you have tons of card, like discard in a pre-release pre format. Release, I mean, pre-release could be really cool and could be nice. Um, but yeah, like but, you're saying, I mean, once you have like seven four ultra balls, right? But like, yeah, once you already have seven cards in your hand, this attack does nothing. So like, I don't know this. Mm -hmm. There's certain decks. I'm sure Sander might be interested in this, but I don't know. That's about it. It'll be interesting. The next one is Togekiss. It's a stage two psychic. It has an ability precious gift once at the end of your turn after your attack, which is interesting. You may use this ability draw until you have eight in your hand. Uh, and then as a, an attack for two colorless, it does 110 and you move an energy to one of your bench. That I'm not, I don't think really particularly matters. But 
the ability here, Jake, I don't think we've we rarely see abilities that get activated in Pokemon checkup. The only time that I can recall that we've had that is the Radiant Venusaur. Yes. Radiant Venusaur, I believe, from the Pokemon Go set has an ability like this. But it's, I mean, it's a basic Pokemon, um, but it's draw until you have four cards in your hand, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool, in my opinion, seeing a stage two have way more than four cards, right? Eight cards is way better than four so i really like this as a pokemon i don't know how good it's going to be i don't know if it's i don't know if it could be like a one zero one line in like a gardevoir ex list um because sometimes you just have things like you don't want to discard and that could really help you like bulk up your hand i guess i'm trying Um, to think isn't there your turn i feel like isn't turn isn't there a supporter i don't know if it's still legal in format but wasn't there a support at one point that you had to discard your hand, but then you could go get two cards from your deck? Discard your, yeah, uh, Rose. Oh, that was Rose, okay. Or not Rose, um, there Pio- was... P- Peony? Peony. Peony, or, or Peony, yeah, yeah one Peony. of those. Peony was discard, discard your hand and then grab two cards, I believe. I don't know if that's still legal, though. Like I can never remember right now like which ones are D and E block, but... Uh, I think it's still legal because Peonia is still legal. Okay. And they were in the same set, Chilling Rain. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think it's I, uh, I think it's E Block. I think that, you know, depending on the type of deck you play, this could find a home in that kind of deck. And I know that like, you know, we do have Bibberal still. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like, what would you rather play? Would you rather play this where you would draw at the end of your turn or Bibberal where you can do something on your turn? Um hard to say. But I do think there is maybe a home for this in very specific deck, right? Where like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, this is your draw engine, effectively. Um, I you do can do some cool things with this if you already play rare candies. Yeah, I. You know what? I actually wish that this attack did, this ability did, and I know that I'm like, I'm not the Pokemon designer, but Discard I wish. Discard and draw. Well, I wish the attack was like the the ability said once during Pokemon checkup, you may use this ability draw cards until you have eight because then this is an iono like if you get iono down to two but you've built up a togekiss that on your opponents on the checkup phase between your opponent's turn and your turn you could draw back up to eight i think that would be fascinating i feel like that would be really really good and i don't think people would <laughs> too like good that. <laughs> it'd be too good maybe i, I mean that sounds really really good not yeah. being able to be judged or iono that's it that's that's hey, rough it's a stage two baby it's a stage two you never know. We've got rare candy going on in format. Yeah, we've got yeah. Caliber, we've got Gardevoir. Like we've got plenty of stage twos going on right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, Jake. What's this last one? This last one is Mawile, 90 HP level ballable metal Pokemon basic. Has the ability special eater. When you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn, you may discard a special energy from your opponent's active pokemon i need to look up is this the same ability as mawile gx oh interesting like if they had the same like when it comes into play type ability oh yeah it's it's got that kind of same ability mawile gx was um your opponent reveals their hand put any number of basic pokemon on the bench um Mm. this one being discarding uh special energies so very, very cool. I mean, special energies are prevalent in the format, especially with reversal energy coming in. You know, reversal energy is a very, very impactful energy um, that people can utilize. So 
definitely one of those that like you know you said earlier sean you joke sanders probably going to use this um, <laughs> yeah it's 90 <laughs> hps it's a basic pokemon like the special energies are running around this is definitely going to be a one attack in his deck yeah yeah it is it's yeah it's i feel like it's weird like this card uh cleffa and maybe honestly even togekiss they all feel like cards that are being designed for sander because it's like yeah i don't mind leaving a 30 hp in the active i know it'll get knocked out but i want to draw cards togekiss mm -hmm. i don't mind emptying my hand to do some stupid effect because i want to draw cards while i don't mind taking up a bench spot to discard a special energy because that could mean that could be the difference of right. one attacking and not attacking so i mean yeah it's it's interesting seeing more and more powerful coming into play abilities on these mm -hmm. one prizers and i see it's an interesting thing to see that they needed scoop up net to rotate because otherwise this is just I, I, imagine playing against the lugia and you while scoop up net like three times that would be you just discard like three energies off of it that's so gross it's just so gross that'd be so good that'd be so fun Ugh. well luckily we don't have that <laughs> not yet at least but there are still many cards to be announced because japan's ruler of the black flame which is the japanese version of you know obsidian flames or part of it it releases in July, so we don't have that revealed yet or any of those cards. So we don't really know anything about the set list yet, except for like these promos and maybe like a couple other uh, ones that they've revealed in Japan. But once we get Obsidian Flames, we will talk about it. We will do a set review as always, but now's not the day for that. Okay, done with the Pokemon, you know, news updates on products. Now to a couple of other pieces of news uh the first one there is a pokemon tcg documentary series um i think we actually talked about this i want to say like a year plus ago they were doing a casting call if any of our longtime listeners remember there was a casting call for a documentary uh, about pokemon players and after that casting call it just kind of like there was no disappeared. word yeah yeah um, I think there might have even been like, is this going on Netflix? There was like some some questions about that, but they had, they finally announced what happened. It's a three part documentary series called How Do You Play? Um, the the subjects in the series are a teacher, a longtime Pokemon fan, i.e. an adult <laughs> and mm. and then a family as well. So kind of covering a whole gamut of, of people there. Um and they are all being debuted on the official Pokemon website of all yes, places. And all, all three of them as well have been released at the time of this recording. All they episode on or they aired on consecutive days. So episode one was the 13th. Second was the 14th. Third was the 15th. So if you haven't checked those out, maybe you're a new player as well, or someone who is just getting into the Pokemon trading card game. Like we, you know, talked about in our review that we got earlier today you know this is a great thing to check out pokemon's done a series like this in the past i think last year they did one um i think andrew mahone did some of the videos of like how to and things like that and they were really really cool they were really fun so i highly encourage checking these out too um i haven't yep. watched them i've been too busy but um i would assume that they're probably just as good yeah, I mean, I'm sure the production quality is very high. I have no idea what the tone mm -hmm. of these are going to be. Um, it's interesting. I 
I am. Yeah, check it out. Check it out and let us know what you think. I I'm a little surprised they're only going on the website, like rather than because Pokemon does a pretty good job about their TCG YouTube and having content up there. But I don't know. Yeah. Do they have comments on their website? Can you leave a comment? Uh, that might be. I mean, you can turn comments off on individual videos, though, on YouTube. Yeah, but that just looks bad, Sean. Yeah, that's true. That, that is. a OK, fair enough. You you. See, Jake, Jake is wearing, put his corporate hat on for that one. I got the, I got the uh, cor, Corpa PR hat. Yeah. Um, one other piece of official announcement news stuff. Uh, Jake, I'll let you read through this one. So we usually do not talk too much about scandals, things like that. A lot of the negative things um, that may happen in the Pokemon community. We try not to focus on things like that. But if you do not know, after the Hartford Regionals, there was a video that released of the champion. And it was a video that was definitely not something that the community of Pokemon uh, would allow and want representing the Pokemon community. You can I mean, Jake, up the official stuff. Do we want to just mention what it was? I think sometimes like the vagaries this is my opinion. We don't have to mention who it was necessarily, but like, I think a little context here is helpful. If that's all so right. So there was a, so after the Hartford regionals concluded, there was a video that surfaced on social media, of the champion, um, just hanging out with his friends is before, you know, the, yeah, before the whole championships, yes. they, before, before he won and stuff. Um, but it, they were shaving his head and they shaved a, uh, swastika on his head. And from the video, you know, you can tell that they were drinking stuff like that. He, you know, tried to private the video, you know, because I think anybody in the right mind would be like, what the heck? Um, and there was no yes. like context in the video about like, you know, did they plan this? Was it a joke? Yeah. There was nothing. Um, and so Pokemon the reason that we're going to talk about this is because Pokemon released a like investigation regarding player conduct at events. And this is something that I can't recall that they've ever done before. This is a big deal. Releasing a statement on the official forum, outlining an investigation they conducted into that incident that I had mentioned. And I think it's best probably if I just read this uh, verbatim yeah. um, going in there. So here we go. We are aware of an accused player of egregious behavior that falls well outside the expectations for the play Pokemon community. Our investigation into this incident has resulted in the following conclusions. One, the player in question did not take an active role in what led to the accusation. Two, other persons, both from the player community and the peer group of the accused player, were determined to be responsible for the content that led to the accusation. And three, other persons from within the player community published the content and presented it publicly in a way intended to inflict damage upon the accused party. Currently, our findings did not support taking any disciplinary action against the accused player. Should more information come to light, we reserve the right to update our decision accordingly. Following an additional investigation, those who have created the content used against the accused player may face long-term disciplinary consequences in the play program. So it sounds like what the Pokemon company says is that the champion, you know, he's good, found out maybe he didn't know about it or, you know, didn't know what was going to be shaved in his head or whatever. But the other people, the people that took the video, the people that shaved his head, they're, well, we don't know exactly what happened. They might do something. Um, who knows? They, 
but there have been actions taking place against those people. They're being held responsible. Um, yep. So we'll never know what that means. I think only like professors and stuff have access to a ban list and they're yep. signed into like sworn oath of never, you know, talking about it or saying yeah. who's banned or whatever. But um, again, you know, we've been asking for transparency of Pokemon for years now. It seems like, you know, with, cheating scandals and and things like that you know um outside behavior stuff like that of, of top players and things like that are well-known players um and so this is a huge step in providing that transparency in it i love that they you know did an investigation right i don't know how well the investigation was done i don't know how proper it was but it was something right they didn't just like they didn't just like, like make a decision, right? They, yeah, they didn't just ignore it or leave us in the dark. And so the clarity is very, very, very awesome. And I love that. And I applaud Pokemon for going in a, in a good step. I don't know if this was the right step um, or, you know, as far as they could have gone. Um, but I do appreciate that they at least took some steps, you know, is. Yeah, I know that's almost sounds I, like a fallacy. No, I, at least I they did something. <clears throat> No, I get what you're saying. I think in, at the end of the day, we can never know the full detail of what was going on, whatever, because like, we weren't there. We are not yeah. the people involved. Um, but from all the information that Pokemon had and that we have been led to believe, the player, like, he was getting his head shaved with his friends. His friends made a very questionable decision, which was, unbeknownst to the player, shaving this Tawasaga into his head, taking a video of it, and then posting it onto his Snapchat without him knowing because they had access to his phone. So all of that sort of happened unbeknownst to the player. And like, yeah, it certainly calls into question their judgment. It certainly if I was the player, I'd be like, hey, why would you do that to me? What's wrong with you? That's terrible. Um, so but, you know, I think to your point, Jake, the fact that Pokemon has come out and has said, like, we are aware. <laughs> We looked into it. This we've come to the same conclusion that I guess most other people have come to at this point. Um, and we don't feel like we need to punish the player. You can agree, disagree, but but we at least know what Pokemon's thoughts are. Um, it's interesting, too. I really like that they labeled their three points mm -hmm. as well, because they can just say, hey, we did an investigation and we took some actions. Right. And just like leave yeah. it at that. Or we they found that the that. player in question you know uh it was unaware and then just leave it and it's just like that seems vague but this was very specific yeah and although it's you know still vague because they don't want to spew every sure. single detail of their investigation and their decisions and stuff they do give like in my opinion a satisfactory response um or result or report um of you know what they did so again i i now only time will tell if they continue doing this, though. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I'll be interested to see if they take this more transparent route only in situations that are not game related. So like mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is like if somebody cheats on stream or is found cheating in the game, like happened in, I think, like the Brazil, the Latin guy America. who changed his prize card. Oh, yeah. Brazil Latin, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that one where he was very clearly like stacking his yes. deck on and stacking camera. his opponent's deck too. And it's like, yeah. So that one, no, he should be, he should be, he should be, banned. he should be gone. Yes. Yeah. He should be out, out for good. But TPCI hasn't commented on that publicly. So it may be that they're taking the stance of like, 
hey, we have a ban list. The ban list is private for a variety mm -hmm. of reasons, but that's how we deal with in-game, you know, t transgressions. But if it's something more egregious that's outside of game conduct, they're like, hey, we probably should start talking about this because, yeah, which I think is a good thing. So, And I mean, like, it also depends um, in terms of the timeline perspective of, like, you know, it's probably a lot easier in North America to talk to people, get in access to information about what exactly happened, things like that, than maybe some other countries. So, That's like, I true. mean, this took a, this still took a couple weeks um yep. you know to reach this conclusion and that's if everybody assuming was cooperating in a timely manner stuff like that you know weren't hard to reach or things like that yeah um so who knows um who knows if we'll ever hear about that specific situation of the guys stacking decks or whatever but we'll see <laughs> yeah well we'll just have to see i do this makes me hopeful though okay we have one more story and uh, this is what not makes me hopeful. Yeah. So. To the players who play PTCG live, I am not one of them, uh, so I am not fully aware of everything going on, but I hear through the grapevine that it is not a good time. So if you've been playing Pokemon TCG live when Paldea Evolved came out. It was it was fine at the beginning, you know, there were some rumblings, you know, the Gardevoir EX bug still going on, you know, with Psychic Embrace. But all of a sudden, I think it was I think it was Xander Perro. I think he was the first person to find this bug um, and he didn't spread it around. He just he mentioned he was like, I think I found a bug that breaks the game. And then I think some people tried to like spur and like figure it out, like what it was. And. Eventually, they found out that the attack of Spiritomb, if you attack with Spiritomb fade out, what that does is it, Spiritomb has the ability of Pokemon V can't, um, Pokemon V, basic Pokemon V have no abilities, things like that. Fade out puts the Spiritomb, is an attack that puts the Spiritomb and anything attached to it back into your hand. So if you did fade out and then put up another Pokemon, it would freeze the game for your opponent to where they couldn't do anything and it would time out your opponent. So it was, <laughs> it was Dialga V star. It, it was, it was the ultimate win condition. Um, but as time went on, they found out that you could do it with even more cards. You could do it with penny, right? If you picked up, if you used penny to pick up a spear tomb or a ting Lu, anything that had some sort of like ability locking uh -huh. sort of effect if you did a pickup of any of those pokemon it would freeze the game for the other opponents so there was so many cards that they found out in the standard format very quickly by the way um that this was terrible and I, when i tell you that it was littered all over ladder for the couple hours Sean, <laughs> i queued up like four games in a row to a spirit tomb like time lock deck it was agony on ladder and so pokemon released this official statement um over on one of the i think this is the forum for bugs and fixes probably um, yeah. potentially but i'm not sure uh trust your pilot reported this we follow trust your pilot because trust your pilot is the pokemon number one pokemon tcgl uh, creator posting about these bugs or whatever <laughs> but anyways they said we want to share some important updates regarding the game that will impact your gameplay experience this weekend and in the incoming weeks 
The removal of Speartomb and Penny from the game resulted in a cascade of other reported issues with similar interactions. This helped us identify more cards, and we have decided that it's a significant disruption to the overall game. We should temporarily ban cards more likely to be used in the standard format. We understand this decision will disappoint those who utilize these cards, but it's a necessary step to unhold the, uphold the integrity of the game. Teams working on a hotfix plan to release next week. This upcoming update address addresses bugs with Guard of War EX's Psychic Embrace abilities and interactions with Temple of Sinnoh Stadium card and Reversal Energy. So that's really good. They're thinking about fixing it. However, <laughs> this hotfix may also resolve some reported issues that we've recently received. With that in mind, the team is actively developing an extra hotfix specifically aimed at resolving the issues responsible for temporarily removing many cards from the game. This update is a priority that we're working to get out as soon as possible. We'll provide more details here on the timing once we've verified a fix and plan to implement it. Thank you to the community for your patience while we get this resolved. I mean, yeah, the integrity of the game, if the game doesn't work, then yeah, the integrity you of the game. Th then you have to like remove the cards. Yeah, so... and let me tell you, Sean, so we have Guard of War, uh -huh. Temple of Sinnoh, and Reversal Energies have an interaction that is very much bugged, uh -huh. right? <clears throat> Freezes the game. So what you're we telling me is play Lugia. What you're telling yeah, pretty much like that's, but be careful because Lugia can play reversal energies. And if they face a Gardevoir with Tempo of Sinnoh, if they accelerate the go. reversal energies, they're going to be stuck. So please be careful if you're playing Lugia. It happened to Azul last night in his first game back on PTCGL, and he had a meltdown. It was awesome. Respectively <laughs> so. You know, it, it, yeah, proper yeah. response in my opinion. But anyways, Sean, if you go to the other one that I sent you, um, there's a card ban list that we can go over of cards that got banned that you're probably definitely not using to prepare for NAIC or anything like that. <laughs> Spiritomb, Ting Lu EX, Plefki, right? Empoleon V, Aerodactyl V-Star, one of the Metapod's favorite cards in recent times, Gorbis as well, all of these cards. So, you know, if you're going to NAIC and you don't have um, a friend group that you can play with on the reg, you know, uh, tough luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know that um, it's I mean, it's so bad, in my opinion, just with that, like I would not do proper testing like I'd rather no. test against the AI in the game. Um, but there's people like Andrew Mahone. I think Andrew uh, Tricky Jim, for anyone who doesn't know his real name, Andrew Mahone is literally flying to Wisconsin. He's from like Akron, Ohio. He's flying to Wisconsin to be able to get proper testing in. Yeah, I mean, with Riley Hubert, his buddy. Yeah, look, if you can't trust and that's the thing, like these are the current bug cards that we know about. But what you also know is anytime there's an update to any piece of software, right, there's always the potential yeah. for more bugs for bugs that either didn't exist or maybe bugs that were not being exploited because people didn't know about them. So exactly. It's um, like, I wonder if Lefty <laughs> and like the Penny Klefki combo has been bugged the whole time and we just didn't know about it. Right. Like, who knows? Honestly, who knows? Um, it's just so strange to me. It's um, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. And it's infuriating. Yeah. I. I huh, the Pokemon company. Uh, I think a lot of people, ourselves included, when we first heard about them taking over the game experience, because, you know, PTCGO wasn't perfect. 
And we were like, hey, if it's mm -hmm. being brought in-house, maybe that means they care more about it. And I don't think they don't care. I want to make that clear. I think they clearly care. The people that work on any product like this, right? The people that work on it care. It's just interesting because it like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like Pokemon TCG Live was a priority. In I mean, my opinion. It, yeah, from like a whole company perspective, it certainly seems like they don't have or they were not given the full resources they needed to make mm -hmm. an actual online client that functioned properly. Like if every if every like three to six months, there was a random bug that was like a little annoying and then it got fixed quickly. Look, there's a lot of cards. There's a lot of interactions. The reason you have entire judge schools for these things is because it's complicated, right? But the number of I cards. It's, it's also worth noting that expanded. I just thought of this. They didn't touch any cards that are currently in expanded right now and not in the standard format. So there's a really cool bug going on right now. Sean. Oh. You'll get a kick out of this when you use aqua patch or metal patch. It reads reversal energy as one of those energies. <laughs> and so you can aqua patch a reversal energy from your discard or metal patch a reversal energy from your discard, which is not how the game is supposed to go. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's, so it's all funny. so broken, it's so Jake. Funny. It's so broken. I, I wonder if it works with dark patch. What works with dark patch? Would it work with dark patch like reversal energy then? I mean, I would for aqua patch and metal patch. I mean, theoretically, the question is whether or not because dark patch is a newer card or not newer, but yeah. like there's a newer version. Maybe it has new code in it that uh, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's terrible. It's just I don't want to play live. I just want to. Yeah do casual ladder and complete my challenges right for the day <laughs> to go up in the battle pass. get out it's just it's a tough time for anybody who's trying to play at NAIC. go to your locals support your local shops and yeah. leagues and stuff yeah. like that play over there yes yeah, support That's your local call. stores and and have a less buggy experience in the process yeah you can even ask them i know a lot of local stores if you're worried because you don't have a lot of cards i have called into local stores and i've been like Hey, you know, for the casual, you know, local league, do you allow proxies? Yeah. You know, I literally just scribble on paper, uh, Ting Lu EX, and I slide it in on top of an energy. And so there are a lot of leagues that'll let you do that for like a casual league night. So just, just call in and ask, right? If you want to get in some testing. But that is going to do it for this week's pod. Uh, yeah, Jake, you are, you're going to be traveling all the way till NAIC, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to be coming back on I'm going to be coming back to Kentucky next Tuesday, not this right. Tuesday, like a week from today or a week from when this podcast airs, essentially. Um, right. So next podcast, I'll also be away, but I'll be in a different location, uh, which will be interesting. So uh, new scenery for <laughs> yeah. like three straight weeks. But anyways, um, but yeah, after NAIC, I will be officially back and proper for the Metapod podcast. All right. Well. Thank you for joining us while you're away, though. Like, I appreciate thanks it, Jake. For, thanks for <laughs> helping me do this. Do you want to sign us off with our typical sign-off? That is the end of the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Thank you so much this week. Next week, we'll get into a lot of NIIC, NAIC preparation, so stay tuned for that. And uh, keep playing Pokemon somehow, you know. <laughs>